broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Chattanooga Business Radio. I'm your host today, Ryan McPherson, and I'm thrilled to be broadcasting once again from the beautiful Hamilton County Business Development Center here on the North Shore downtown Chattanooga. I have some very thought-provoking guests uh, in the studio here today, but for a moment, let me uh, introduce you or tell you about the Small Business Awards coming on up at the Chattanooga Chamber. The nominations are due December 9th. Uh, Go to sba.chattanoogachamber.com. The award ceremony will be March 23rd, 2016, uh, but get out there and nominate your favorite business uh, for that event, go to sba.chattanoogachamber.com. Also, like to remind our listeners to follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X. Today, we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. And as all as always, you can find this uh, show posted on our website at chattanooga.businessradiox.com. All right, no more uh, uh, announcements there, so let's get started with our guest. First, let me introduce to you uh, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau here at Chattanooga, uh, Jim Winsett. How are you doing, sir? Good, Brian. Good morning. All thank right, good. you for inviting me. Yes, my pleasure, and thank you for taking time out to join us here today. Uh, just briefly tell us about the uh, Chattanooga Chamber or your area of service for the Better Business Bureau. Ryan, uh, the Better Business Bureau, there's 112 across the United States and North America. And uh, we characterize that as service areas that we serve as such. Uh, in our particular case here in Chattanooga, we have 11 counties in southeast Tennessee and 10 counties in northwest Georgia. So you think of that geographically traveling toward Atlanta or toward Knoxville or Nashville, you can pretty well visualize you know, those, those boundaries as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a service area that we cover from the Chattanooga Better Business Bureau. Excellent. Well, if you would just please, sir, stick with us as we now introduce our in- leadoff interview. He is Philip Brown with Supply Hog, located here in the Chattanooga area. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Philip? Good. How's it going? Great. Thank you so much for joining us here on Chattanooga Business Radio. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, please, about Supply Hog. So Supply Hog is the online marketplace for the construction industry. And basically, we take local vendors, manufacturers, and we give them uh, their online presence, and we allow them to connect with other businesses, their customers, um, you know, that sort of thing. So online supply chain connecting for some of these uh, uh, businesses and people out there. Yeah, and it's e-commerce. You know, the construction world is is very uh, relationship-based. There are a lot of other uh, platforms that are kind of trying right now to break down that relationship. And what we want to do is is we want to keep that relationship intact between the local supply warehouse, uh, hardware store, uh, and their customers. So we, so we allow those connections to continue on in that relationship to build up. And we're also e-commerce, and we allow quoting and all that sorts of things that, you know, construction-related uh, supplies are, you know, used to, so... And when was this founded? Uh, we we began the idea in 2010 uh, under uh, another name called Nopone. Uh, basically, we, uh, Nathan Derrick, the uh, the founder, uh, he he kind of he chose that name just because it was a, a short URL, mm-hmm. and um, so we so we began with that. 
No pawn. Uh, no pawn. No pawn. Yeah, kind of. It, it's an old Civil War term. Okay. Uh, it kind of means no cornbread. So, <laughs> you know, after the fall of, you know, uh, 2008 in yeah. the housing market, you know, people need to eat. We don't have any cornbread. <laughs> so, um, okay. so it was kind of the thing for us to kind of help that industry. Um, and then, and then in 2012, we kind of pivoted. We were super early for the industry, especially construction. Um, so we kind of pivoted and started, uh, selling products online ourselves. Okay. So we did that in 20 and building supply products. Yes. Okay. And, and not, not a lot of the, the easy things that you can just ship in a box. Like we were, we were selling, uh, replacement windows and trusses and, and concrete and, you know, some really crazy stuff, you know, in the e-commerce platform. That yeah, not your do-it-yourself uh, supplies, but actual, uh, you know, construction company supplies. Well, right? we, did, we did both. Okay. So, yeah, we did both, but but our, our, our kind of thing at that time was, you know, we could do things that nobody else was, was even attempting to do. And, and people were even saying, there's no way you can sell trusses online and concrete and i was like yeah well we're doing it well you're right so <laughs> what made you stick to it what was some of your uh groundwork that you set that foundation you say you no matter what people say we are yeah. going to make this happen i mean we did make it happen it, it was it was fun trying to prove people wrong mm -hmm. and especially in the in the technology that we built early on uh to allow those products to happen uh was you know kind of gratifying to make you know make the that technology works. And I bet there was a big layer of trust from the industry buyers who say, well, I've never bought like this online before, yeah. making it easy, seamless, painless, but knowing that you're going to get it right each time too. I bet there was a kind of a big uh, hurdle to cross there uh, with some of that trust factor. Yeah, it, it was uh, in the beginning. Um, and then, uh, so we did that. We, we sold those products online up until um, December of last year. Uh, so now Supply Hog is uh, the marketplace for the construction industry. And what I mean by that is we're all the technology that we built prior, um, we've, we're turning around and giving that back to the local uh, vendor and the local supply warehouse and also the manufacturer to, to give them their voice. Because mm -hmm. um, like I said, we want to go back to those relationships and we don't want to break down those relationships. And... You know, you know, people are there's there's things that these local guys have um, that uh, their customers may not know that they have, and they're searching online for it. We just want them to be there when their customer is there. So, um, uh, you know, there. For instance, uh, we talked about a second ago, um, uh, Green Build over here in Chattanooga. It's a local uh, green supply warehouse. And what we are trying to do is get them in front of their customer online and allow that customer to purchase those products, connect with them, uh, you know, chat with them, ask them questions, get quotes, all that good thing online. So we're, we're producing that. And, and check inventory, I imagine, as well. That's something that people want to know. Do you have it now, today, or when can I get it? That's uh, a, a big question for consumers. Yeah, and they can they can ask that question directly to uh, one of the people there. And, and you know who you're dealing with. That's why I was saying the, the relationship. You know that you're going to talk to Sam, and you can you know send Sam a message, and he'll get back with you, you know, on your question. 
And that, that's that's a pretty important thing, too. And, of course, the e-commerce portion of it as well. But it sounds also like that part of what your unique uh, take on all this is the technology side of things. So you guys have been able to build a system that uh, is, is, is usable. So talk a little bit about the development of the technology side. So, so yeah, the development of the technology, um, you know, we, you know, especially for, let's say, replacement windows back when we were doing that back in from 2012 up until last year, you know, a replacement window, you can buy that. It's it's like, it's a custom build, so you can buy it within 164th of an inch, but it can only be in certain United inches. And, you know, it was a very difficult thing to try to put together, you know, for a e-commerce piece to it. Uh, and, and nothing off the shelf was doing that. Um, and some other companies were trying to get into building supplies online, but it was always something you could put in a box and sell really quickly. So, um, so yeah, we, we took that technology. It's all location-based, so we can be super local. If, if, some, you know, if someone has a very small uh, supply warehouse, they can, they can say, okay, I only want to sell within 100 miles. We can do that. Um, but if they want to be a nationwide manufacturer, we can do that too. So it, it also allows some of these manufacturers to test different markets. Um, so, yeah, the platform is, is really built now for the local vendor, uh, a manufacturer, and, and getting those two people together and getting them in front of their customer. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to be that place that they can go to, and when their customer wants to find them online, they can find them. And we're speaking with Philip Brown. He's co-founder of Supply Hog. He's also the technology guru over there, uh, helping all this kind of work. Uh, what is your footprint for the company? Are you servicing customers all over the nation, or are you mainly here in Chattanooga area? Yeah, we have. I mean, we have some. We've had customers in um, St. Louis, uh, Chicago, um, and it's all over here in Chattanooga as well. Um, we have nationwide customers, super local customers. Um, and we we um, we've just started uh, having talks and, and and beginning a partnership with uh, there's 19 elders Ace Hardware's here in Chattanooga, and we're starting to partner with them uh, in the Ace Hardware. Uh, um, realm of that as well so very interesting is that sort of the big picture for 2016 and going forward is more partnerships more strategic uh kind of placement of uh, opportunities what, what are some of your thoughts along those lines yeah so the technology um we've built the platform and the the platform's pretty solid of course we'll we'll tweak it uh as need be and, and we do every day um but really it is about those strategic partnerships it's about connecting with uh whether it's co-ops uh, like an, an Ace Hardware or, um, you know, anyone else that that uh, sees the value and, and they should see the value in what Supply Hog comes, brings to the table because it is about uh, locality, whether that's nationwide or super local, we can do that. Uh, it's, it's being part of that uh, construction and, and do-it-yourself building community. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what we're about. So. And, and the community is certainly important to uh, Supply Hog as they are involved with Habitat for Humanity. Oh, yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, I mean, we're really excited about what Habitat does, um, uh, you know, really all over the world. Uh, but we've started partnering with uh, local Habitat for Humanity uh, and their restores. Uh, we're, we're going to be the uh, engine that powers their restores online. Um, so for every dollar that someone spends at the restore, you know, that 
I believe that dollar goes back into building uh, houses for for habitat. So um, if if you have um, you know fixtures or doorknobs or you know whatever you have, you can donate that to the restore, and um, they basically resell those products uh, to generate some revenue. And you'll be able to do that through supplyblog.com as well. And I love Habitat for Humanity being from Atlanta myself and just uh, noticed they opened a restore in my neighborhood. I'm in the Alpharetta area just north of Atlanta, and there's a restore over there. I need to go over there and uh, look for some new shelves or something yeah. so I could put that up. So that's a great thing that uh, Supply Hog is doing, helping out Habitat for Humanity, and the relationship there couldn't be better. Um, and I know Chattanooga is proud to have you um, as a, a business here. So why Chattanooga for you and why uh, Chattanooga for Supply Hog? <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, as you can tell from my uh, twang and my voice, I am a local boy. Um, you know, grew up in uh, North Georgia um, and went to school in Atlanta. Um, so I've kind of been in this area all my life. Uh, we have been part of things in you know DC and Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, been out to New York and all that stuff. Um, but you know, Chattanooga. Um, Chattanooga has that, it, it has that home feel. It really does. Um, and, and being a, a guy, you know, I'm kind of getting personal now, but being a guy that's, um, you know, it's got a family, um, Silicon Valley is not <laughs> the place to be for a guy with a family. Um, California is not the place to be, uh, yeah. in my opinion. So, no, um, no that's, that's no. fine. Yeah. Hey, they're doing some great things out there. Um, right. And I appreciate everything. And they have their niche and they're serving yeah, their market. Yeah. I think they're, they're a global footprint. You know, people who want to take their businesses around the world, they need to work through uh, Silicon Valley because they can do that for you very fast. Uh, yeah, but, I appreciate everything that, you know, we've we've learned and, and gotten, you know, by being out in Silicon Valley. But um, but also in the construction industry, uh, believe it or not, uh, there there's a big corridor here at Chattanooga. You know, there it's a two mile or two hour drive to Atlanta, to um, Huntsville, to Nashville, to Knoxville. So Chattanooga is kind of like that hub. There's a there's a big um, construction hub here based on basically the localities of the of the cities. I mean, there's reasons why businesses go, you know, and, and build shop in Memphis, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, you know, I, I forget what the, the stat is, but it's went within 80% of most of the country. Um, so, you know, and, and Chattanooga is, is, has, it has supported us from the very beginning from, from Colab to, you know, the, the lamppost group to, you know, everybody that, you know, has supported us, you know, from the beginning. Um, I mean, we super appreciate that. And I wouldn't, you know, trade any of that, you know. Um, but like I said, Chattanooga's home and that, you know, startup community, uh, even the tech community is, uh, is, is thriving here in Chattanooga. No, you're absolutely right. We see that week after week here on Chattanooga Business Radio. All the great guests uh, and everyone who comes in here to be part of the program um, just loves Chattanooga. And uh, pretty soon I'll be moving here uh, because it's just how much everybody just raves about the city. Mm -hmm. and, so, um, and so what's on the horizon for Supply Hog 2016? Like I said, you're growing into new markets. Um, any uh, big events or things you're looking forward to coming up next year? Really just looking to, to, to partner with... Um, you know some some more of these local local businesses and of course manufacturers as well but but basically putting those partnerships together and watching you know 
watching what supply hog can do for this you know entire country whether it's you know selling more for the restore and, and helping you know them put more money back into building you know habitat houses or or um you know just just watching it, it's really um uh, very satisfying to watch someone uh you know use a platform that you've built it's uh you know watch quotes come through and watch people you know make connections and have chats and and, you know, just make commerce happen, you know, in an industry that's that's technologically is kind of behind. And, and we want to be that um, that platform that kind of helps them, you know, get uh, to where everybody else is, um, you know, online sales and stuff like that. So. Well, that's outstanding. And I know you're the right guy and the right company for that job. So uh, it seems like you are on that road to super success. And so if we can help you out further your mission uh, at Supply Hog here on Business Radio X and Chattanooga Business Radio, please let us know. Yeah. We'd love to uh, have you back on and, and share your story with our listeners. If our listeners do want to find out more information, uh, whether they're uh, just curious about the company or would like to actually start using your services, how would they do so? Yeah, uh, just just get on our website, uh, Supply Hog com, uh, you know we're on Twitter at SupplyHog, uh, Facebook slash SupplyHog, just you know AOL keyword SupplyHog if that still works. I don't think so, but um, but you know just Google SupplyHog mm-hmm. and, and you'll be able to find us. Um, but yeah, or uh, you know just just give us a call. We don't we don't mind you know talking on the phone either. Um, of course, you know we'll we'll. Right. We'll connect. I love the name Supply Hog. Um, I, I haven't seen a picture of a logo. I don't know what it looks like, but I bet it's pretty cool too. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'm going to check that out later. But uh, Philip Brown, a co-founder of Supply Hog, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you again real soon yep. on the radio. Yep, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. And listeners, want to remind you about A Christmas Tale 5K and Mutt Strut, Saturday, December 12th at St. Elmo. You can even rent a shelter dog for the Mutt Strut. Register at heschat.com. It all benefits the Humane Educational Society here in Chattanooga. So go check that out. Again, heschat.com. All right. Now we are going to feature Mr. Winsett. He is our headliner today. So thank you so much for being patient, and uh, thank you again for joining us. He is with the Better Business Bureau here, part of the Northwest Georgia and Tennessee uh, Chattanooga area uh, chapter. So how long have you been in that position? Uh, 12 years, Ryan. 12 years. Yes. Uh, what about your, your life before that? My previous life, as I refer to it, I was with the NCR Corporation. I was a middle management sales manager in the retail division of that company for 36 years. And then you, you enjoyed it, and you thought you were going to ride off into the sunset and uh, never be heard from again, but a little thing called the BBB came calling, and you've been around for 12 years now. So what has that journey been like for you? Uh, it's been just tremendous. Um, you know, I actually took an early retirement from NCR uh, back in 2003, and corporate America was uh, downsizing to a large degree and doing a lot of those things with a poor uh, economy at that, that particular time. And... Um, so to continue, it was a relocation, and I'd been in Chattanooga since 1970. So my family and I, we certainly were not interested in relocating for corporate America at that time. And uh, just somewhat coincidentally, this opportunity to Better Business Bureau uh, was available. The um, CEO at that time had poor health and was retiring. And um, it's just a tremendous organization. Uh, you know, I never... Imagine that I would be with this for 12 years, such as I am. 
uh, but our staff helps so many people every day. Uh, you go away from the office every day feeling real good about what has taken place. And uh, our support of the consumer base and the business community are, are just critical to, uh, to our marketplace. Uh, very, very powerful words there. So at the core uh, of the BBB, what is the mission of, uh, of the Better Business Bureau? The mission, Ryan, is advancing trust in the marketplace and being the leader to advancing that trust. Uh, you're in Philip's conversation. You touched on that very word, trust, as to how critical that is in, in your business relationships and the things that you're trying to do. So the mission of the Better Business Bureau is to promote that, promote trust, our tagline is start with trust uh, at all times. For the consumer or for the business? For both? Uh, equally uh, to yeah. both, okay. yes. Uh, people oftentimes think of us more as a consumer advocate type organization, uh, but that, uh, that really is not the case. Uh, we're a 501c6, which Im- implies that uh, you know, we're a nonprofit. We're not a charitable organization. Some people think that uh, we're governmentally supported in some way uh, for revenues and finance, uh, but that's not the case at all. Uh, our existence depends on our relationship with business. And in turn, as we accredit businesses, uh, what we're saying to then to the consumer and the rest of the business community is that this business has met a certain standard. There's standards that have to be accomplished. We vet that entire process. Uh, that they do meet those qualifications, but a lot of the, a lot of the things, if you know, if you were getting ready to do uh, business with a, a a new company as such, uh, there are just some basic fundamental things that you would like to know about them. But within the vetting process of the Better Business Bureau, is that we're confirming licensing, certifications, bonding, insurance, all things that are specific to the type of business that they're in that they meet those qualifications. So when someone comes to the BBB report on a business and they see that they are accredited, then that says to them immediately that they, they meet those standards, they have all those things in place, and yes, I could conduct and do business with that company. So all revenues are generated from the accreditation of the other businesses, and uh, I guess they pay to be a member and, and featured by the Better Business Bureau. That is correct. We're, we're somewhat like the Chamber of Commerce in that uh, it's based on number of employees uh, as the way that, that price structure is. So um, that, that way it makes it financially fair for all organizations. And back to your earlier point about uh, some people think it is only supported by the government or it's a consumer advocacy group. Um, and from some perspective, and I've heard through the grapevine and through the years, that the, the website is just nothing but more for people to go in and put up a bad review about somebody's business. But I think the Better Business Bureau provides them an avenue to respond and, and be proactive uh, on some of these consumer complaints. Great point. With uh, the different programs and services that we have, certainly one of them is is uh, complaint or dispute resolution. Uh, to your point about bad reviews, uh, the BBB has just begun um, in, in the past 18 months accepting customer reviews. And that was something that internally we debated very heavily as to did we want to do that? Because, again, we're, the BBB organization is 103 years old today. Its genesis, its beginning, was all based on advertising issues that were happening in the marketplace mm-hmm. in 1912. Uh, but um, as you guys know, you can go to the Internet and find out anything you want about a company or an organization. 
oftentimes more than you want to know. Yes. Uh, but uh, somewhat at times we feel the negative side of that is that I can also go out there and, and put a negative review on a company. And uh, you know, there's no vetting process to that as, as you can do that. Uh, you know, was this really a customer of this organization? Uh, you know, what is that relationship, et cetera? That, mm -hmm. That's very important. But uh, when we chose to start to, to do customer reviews, we felt that we had to vet that process the same way that we do complaints. And what I mean by that is that uh, as we were, either one, as we receive those, first we're going to go to the business and validate, was this your customer? And again, we in, in the complaint side of the dispute resolution, we're strictly a neutral third party. We're trying to facilitate that communication between the two organizations. Mm -hmm. And it, it's always interesting to me that when, when a consumer has a problem with a business, oftentimes they're intimidated or they're reluctant to complain. Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're, they're, they're just, again, they're intimidated by the process. Yeah. So the Better Business Bureau is a neutral third party to facilitate that communication. But getting back to, and it's a little confusing here perhaps, yeah, yeah. but get, getting to the con, uh, customer review side of that, we could still go to the business and, and we vet that to say, was this your customer? Uh, and then in turn, we give them that opportunity to respond to that. So it's a back and forth communication as such to, to be comfortable that anything we publish under customer review deserves to be there. And, and back, to, that's exactly the kind of, kind of wrap that portion up is that, you know, you can be someone out there, a, a grandma in the middle of the night putting on a bad review, um, but you actually at the BBB are now vetting the actual back to the business. Was this person here or used your service or product? And we know that if there is something positive or negative, that it is truly been vetted uh, all the way around by uh, by your organization. So, and if, if I may take that just a little further, yes, excuse sir. the interruption, but, uh, you know, with customer reviews and the ability to do that on the Internet, uh, you can have one individual that could enter multiple reviews on someone un under some websites that permit that. But within our vetting process, we take it all the way to the IP address to make sure that we're not getting multiple complaints well, yeah. or negative or positive, if you will, uh, about an organization from the same uh, person, exactly. the same IP address, this uh, you know, yeah, exactly. time and time again. So that's good to know. Uh, so we're talking with Jim Winsett. He is president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau here in Southeast Tennessee and beautiful Northwest Georgia. Uh, what are some of the programs and services the BBB provide to the consumer out there? The number one thing the Better Business Bureau does is report on businesses. Within our database, hopefully we have a report on any business and going back to that term service area that, that we serve, uh, that we would have a report on that business. Uh, the key to that is having accurate and up-to-date information as such. And so, you know, fortunately, uh, via technology and the Internet today, we, we have the resources and the means to keep those reports updated. Uh, but within that, <clears throat> if if you come to the BBB website and you're making an inquiry about a company, hopefully we'll give you all the basic details about that organization. But beyond that, we also are going to tell you if they are a accredited member of the Better Business Bureau, we also give them a grade rating. There's 16 different factors that go into a formula yeah. within uh, time time in business, complaint process, revenue, et cetera, et cetera. All those things are going into a formula 
that actually gives a, a grade rating on a business as well. Uh, it's just like when we were in school, you know, and say, oh, an A plus, that's, that's pretty good. You know, you must be doing things right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I should be comfortable, you know, doing business with this organization. And, and then to take it a step further there, how does a business leverage their uh, excellent uh, accreditation from the BBB? What are some uh, best practices they can put into place to let the consumer know that they are the top of the list when it comes to BBB? Right. Uh, we do permit them to advertise that fact. Uh, the key thing that they can do is actually, uh, essentially everyone has a website today. So one thing we'll allow them to do is to post the BBB logo on their website. And that's a direct link that that logo is there. You making inquiry to that report or their website, you can click on that and it brings you to the BBB report. And then, you know, that's back and forth type exchange as such. So uh, from all marketing, uh, merchandise, um, all advertising, uh, they're able to promote the fact that they are accredited by the Better Business Bureau and also can promote their grade as well. And, and you said you give them a different ranking and uh, all that. What are some, from your perspective, 12 years with the BBB, um, some common mistakes that businesses are making out there on a regular basis that they could uh, uh, avoid that could help them get uh, better with the BBB? Well, uh, certainly uh, the management of any complaint issues that, that exist with their with their customers as such, it, it's so critical that, that they take care of those. Address and, it immediately. They be respond appropriately. Yes, sir. Exactly. Right. That, that is very key to that. Um, and within our grading process, if, if a business does not respond to the complaint, uh, we do view that negatively. And so within that formula, it takes points away. And if they were an A, all of a sudden, you know, they may be a B or B minus if they're not being responsive to that communication. And we say that within their report as well. And what about scams and frauds that are taking place out in the marketplace? How does the BBB address those? Uh, thanks for bringing that, that program and that feature up because that is one of the other key things that, that we do within the marketplace. Uh, it is part of our charter and our responsibility to try to keep the marketplace, consumers and business advised of fraud and scam type activity that is taking place. Um, and, and it's always amazing or interesting as to the amount of activity that, that is out there uh, with fraud and scam. Uh, this, unfortunately, the holiday season is always a very busy period of time uh, with that. Uh, you know, sadly, other guys are out there trying to take advantage of you. And as you're trying to shop online and uh, do all those things, they'd, they'd love to get your personal information for identity theft and uh, or they could send you a message uh, uh, saying, you know, that you owe money for this. And uh, sadly, people respond to those type of things. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. So you're able to help investigate those out there who are actively doing it on a regular basis and taking advantage of uh, of folks. And you know that the BBB is a, a great third party to be out there advocating uh, on people's behalf and investigating those who need to be. Right. Uh, we, uh, you know, at, at our website at bbb.org, all active type um, consumer uh, fraud and scam activity is, is noted there. Uh, a new product that we have actually is called Scam Tracker. Uh, if you go to bbb.org forward slash scam tracker, uh, that immediately bring that web splash page brings up a map with balloons on it as to where there's high level of activity with fraud and scam. Mm -hmm. You can click on Tennessee as an example, 
and uh, you know it'll it'll show you the things that we're having active that are local. Uh, so, and, and and with that new product, what we're hoping for, and and this has only been underway this year actually, but uh, it gives us early insight to some scam activity that we may not be aware of, and what it says to us, we need to investigate that. What level do we need to take that to in the investigation? Do we need to do media alerts? Uh, you know, all the things that, that we would do to make the marketplace aware of that. Mm-hmm. And, and what can we do for you here at Business Radio X? Uh, help you get more membership, help feature more businesses? Is there anything that, uh, uh, that we can do to help, again, your core mission there at the BBB here in Chattanooga? Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and the thing that, that's most beneficial really is, is in the scam and fraud activity that, that is taking Awareness. place. Awareness, yeah. too. Uh, the general public, uh, when those things are active, helping get that message out is very important. Definitely encourage listeners to uh, stay vigilant out there and do your research when dealing with some of these businesses in your local area. And, uh, Jim, what about your thoughts about Chattanooga? You said you've been around here since 1970. You've seen it change, grow. Uh, and where do you, where have you seen it grow, uh, you know, evolve to as it is today? Uh, it's been great being here for the period of time that I have and seeing the evolution of, of this city as such. Uh, it's just been tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I think we're in a extremely aggressive growth mode um, in, in all areas today, uh, certainly from the technology side and what you guys are doing, what Philip and his organization's doing. Uh, all, all of those things have, have just been tremendous. So uh, to me, everything is positive about our marketplace and our economy. Uh, Volkswagen has certainly been, um, uh, you know, a difference maker uh, within our economy and uh, what it's done. So all of that growth is, is evolving, and, and uh, I see it very positive, and it's going to continue. Uh, from our view and our mission, what we want to see is that, uh, you know, that, that we have a marketplace where buyers and sellers can trust each other. It's, it's as simple as that, but, it, but it's very true. If I might elaborate a little bit on, Please, on the yes. trust element, uh, you know, from our view, um, a trust is somewhat what is still missing in the marketplace. Um, today, with our economy, we take that back to uh, like 2008, you know, as we were, things were booming pretty well at that time, and then all of a sudden we had, had the uh, financial institutions that we, we had all the negative publicity and mm-hmm. Uh, the downside of all that activity and the element of trust went away as such. And uh, we were in a, a business mode then that, I, I, in many cases, a handshake uh, was what was necessary. You know, we had those relationships in place that Philip makes reference to that you're trying to develop. And uh, that handshake was acceptance of the word. And one would abide by their word verbally, you know, be it contractually or otherwise. And, and that went away. And so, what happens when trust is missing, and then as we're trying to have a business transaction, we all have to do our due diligence. You know, both parties have to take not necessarily an equal amount of time, but we take time to, to make sure that everything is in order, that I'm comfortable doing this and so forth. So bringing trust back to where it needs to be uh, in the marketplace is, is paramount. It, it's very critical. That's a great point. I think trust needs to come back to all of America, not just the marketplace itself, but uh, certainly we could grow 
as better business people, as better people, the more we trust one another and trust ourselves that, uh, you know, needs to be part of that. So um, it sounds like you're doing great work at the BBB. Uh, what do you see in 2016 for yourself, uh, your, your role evolving as president and CEO, or how, how much longer do you see yourself uh, with the organization? Well, probably not too much longer in, in terms of my, my personal involvement as such. Uh, you know, part of our objective there is to, uh, is to continue to grow, to create a succession uh, opportunity for the office. But uh, just keeping uh, in front of us and, and uh, the objective of uh, being positioned to serve the market as we need to be. Well, good deal. Well, you're welcome back anytime here on Chattanooga Business Radio. Please come and visit. If you have a new success story to share with us or a new announcement, we're here for you at Chattanooga Business Radio. If you could, Mr. Winsett, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and your chapter of the Better Business Bureau. Yes, it's uh, just bbb.org uh, forward slash Chattanooga. Or you can just go to bbb.org and, and you, you put in a zip code and, and it brings you to the local website. One great point about that uh, within our business reporting, though, of course, technology enables us to be totally interactive. So you can be on our page and want to know or get a report on a company in Atlanta or California, and you can still enter that business name or that phone number even, and, and uh, we can provide that report and information to you. That's fantastic, and we certainly encourage our listeners to get familiar with the Better Business Bureau. It can only help you as a consumer and maybe even as a business owner uh, become more educated about what's going on out there. Thank you so much, Jim, for taking the time out today and joining us on Chattanooga Business Radio. And also thank you once again to Philip Brown for uh, joining us. If you could remind our listeners one more time how they can find out information about Supply Hog. Well, just go to supplyhog.com, S-U-P-P-L-Y-H-O-G.com. All right. That sounds good. And thank you, listeners and supporters out there, for tuning in to this episode of Chattanooga Business Radio. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X. And today we're using the hashtag Chattanooga Business Radio. So you can forget about big media ambushes and canned sound bites and fake pay-to-play interviews here on Business Radio X. We are here to get the word out and amplify the voice of business. So if your company is doing something genuine to serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio.